Hello everyone, and welcome to the Racketeer Collection, Chapter 5, Episode 13, The Last Chapter, The Last Episode. No, I'm just kidding, it's not the last episode. Everyone, the Racketeer Collection is a podcast about everything and nothing all at the same time, and is centered around the very, very special, some would say simple, lives of two brothers, Jack and Charlie. I am your better, your master, your guide through the simulation, Charlie. And Jack, how are you doing? Well, considering I'm a peon and a bit of a peasant, uh, I'm, I'm doing as best as I can. You know, to reference our last episode all about real-time strategy, I am the player and you are the simple worker. Oh, so I'm like the driving force that lets you win. Okay, okay. Yeah, but I'm controlling everything. Oh, so capitalism. Never actually any danger to me. So capitalism. <laughs> I just profit from all that, yeah. Um, you should keep describing sad. it. <laughs> just, I just profit off of all your just profit off. labor and backbreaking work. Anyways, no, I, you know, I, I'm doing pretty good. Taking it easy. It's been a bit of nice. a busy week. Um, I had my weekend route switched up with someone else for work. Super easy route. Uh, I had to drive out to a couple neighboring counties, though. So a bit of a longer drive, but only like five stores. So really wasn't too bad at all. Um, been doing uh, a little bit of Japanese. Uh, I started doing it again on Duolingo because um, I forgot I had a year. At the beginning of the year, I subscribed to it, and it was like, Oh, a whole year for 50 bucks. And I was like, yeah, why not? I just remembered I had that. So going to use that until the year's up. Um, episodes have been going out on YouTube. So thank you to anyone who's been listening there. Uh, and I did, unknown to anyone, with my own personal money, I did order a set of 10 little like uh, keychain pins uh, with the Raconteur Collection oh. logo on them. I, I, just, I just wanted to see how they looked. And I was like, it might be kind of fun to give that you know, to you and me, obviously, and then some close family, but I kind of got it just because I was... To the patrons? Yeah, maybe even the patrons. By the way, Michael, I'm sorry I haven't gotten you the stickers yet. I just have kind of forgotten. Um, but yeah, I thought it'd be kind of a cool little thing to to give to the patrons. Since there's only a couple of patrons right now, I was like, yeah, why not? So uh, if you guys want mm. one, just get a hold of me and or I'll reach out to you and we'll see. So, but try it now. Uh, yeah. just, uh, tell me about you. How was your week? How was your weekend? I saw you at work briefly. You know, yeah, this uh, this last week was pretty good for me. I mean, um, I feel like I was able to kind of stay on top of my schedule. I was a little bit more strict on it, which was nice. Good, good, good. You know, just feel, just makes 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 the whole week feel more productive. For um, sure. I had a phone interview for the assistant manager position that I'm going Ooh. for. Went really well, and so I have a video interview tomorrow, like an hour. From like two to three, I believe. Okay. Okay. And so, look forward to that. Just trying to honestly, I'm not really worried about it. I'm just trying to think of some stories because in these interviews, they very much want to hear specific stories and hear things in a specific way. And it's yep. just, it's it's very honestly, it's, very it, fake. it's a little BSy because it's, it's like interviews. I don't feel like encourage you to actually be yourself. You know what I mean? I feel like they encourage you to be like this alien type of person, and so. Going into it, I am like, you know what? Like, I'm gonna be myself, yeah, and you know, talk how I want. But like, you kind of have to be hit honest. these bullet like, points there because, like, so Charlie, nah, tell me yeah, about a like, time 
uh, at work or at yep. home where yep. you had to settle a disagreement between two people. And you're like, uh, yep. it, well, one time like when I was working back at Chick-fil-A, uh, you know, if I was if it was for me, it always goes back to Chick-fil-A because I was like a man. I did everything at Chick-fil-A. So it was just like so long ago now. So that doesn't even it's not even relevant anymore. But, you know, that's what they want to hear. So uh, it is. Uh, but yeah, you know, other than that, it was really good. I've been kind of trucking along with my writing. I have finished a short story that I'm going to record, hopefully in time for kind of the rebranded podcast episodes. Yeah. Keep in mind for anyone listening, the podcast episodes for all intents and purposes really aren't changing. Yes. Um, we're dropping the chapters and so it'll just be episodes and we'll probably what we'll do is since we're launching it right on the year anniversary of the show is probably just start from one again and then that way we can kind of have a healthy track or Jack, I don't know how you feel about that, but you know, just start or even I, I'm even fine not even numbering the episodes and just saying, hey, this is what this episode is about, giving it so that way yeah. people can jump Honestly, in I think anytime. Maybe, you know what I mean? Maybe just keep a number in the title or we don't even have to address it and maybe just like, hey, this is the 50th episode. This is the, you know, just oh. kind of hit the, the yeah, milestones. We could, we could just say the numbers in yeah, the episodes I think themselves. That's probably more. So, anyways, yeah. Continue. Hmm. But yeah, you know, other than that, and then uh, Friday. Had some, had uh, our dad over and brother and then one of our patrons, Michael, we watched Dune. Awesome. Oh, fun. Pretty awesome. Very much enjoyed it. Was it worth um, the wait? Highly recommend it. Of course. Okay, good. Yeah, definitely. Of course, I, I was going to say, though, I'm very biased towards these types of movies. I would say for anybody out there, if you guys have watched the Blade Runner 2049, I would definitely say you'll okay. like Dune. Um, anyone out there who's read the books, I think will like it as well, which I think is actually kind of a special achievement because when I first watched the movie, the thought that I couldn't get out of my head was like, wow, I, I feel like this is a movie aimed at people who have read the books. Interesting. And then, you know, when I watched it with Kate the next day, I was like, you know, okay, no, it does stand up as a movie. I think it's pretty good, but like. As with anything, as with Lord of the Rings or anything out there, uh, Harry Potter, I mean, the books just add a level of depth that you can't oh, for do sure. in movies. And not that it's bad, but man, got to tell you, like the atmosphere, the look, the feel of that yeah, movie. I think the biggest thing with, awesome. with stuff so, like that is as highly long recommend as it. keep the essence of the book, like the original source material, it's great because unless you want the movie to literally be 10 hours long and really boring then like it's just you know you can essentially cut corners but in a good way do you know what i mean at least that's what i that's what i feel like yeah 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 i think what was interesting about it is that there's a lot of stuff that is implied through either like an artistic flair or like very subtly that imply at the themes of the book and that's kind of why i see like i say you know, having read the book, it really gives you a better appreciation for everything yeah, that's happening. Sure. And so, but, but you know, overall, very impressed with it. It was actually just fun to, like, watch with everybody, especially people who've, you know, my dad, you know, is always talking about Doom growing up. and Yeah, it'd be fun to kind of so. have a bunch of Doom people on. I mean, I wouldn't be on the episode because I obviously, I haven't really been a part of the whole Doom conversation. Um, I do need to get into it at some point, but I'm, you know... Take my time. Yeah. 
Well, and I will say out there for people who don't want to physically read the book, um, the audible version of Doom is really good, really good. Um, I listened to it like for my most recent read of it. Like I listened to the audible versions of it, and I was highly impressed. They have a really good uh, narrator do it. So uh, that was, you know, basically it for my week. Uh, I had to stay a little bit late at work today as Jack saw me, and I was like, I'm actually supposed to be gone already. (laughs) Yeah, and I was like, oh, no. That's always the worst. But but it wasn't. It happens. It wasn't bad. I didn't really mind staying. I stayed as long as I felt like I wanted to, and then I was like, all right, guys, good luck. I mean, that's that's (laughs) what you can do. I mean, at that point, (laughs) you're not the manager. It's not your fault if they can't function without you. Like, obviously, each team's going to have its good people. Even if I was the manager, I think I would have left. Oh, yeah, but... (laughs) <laughs> you know, each team has obviously they're kind of star performers. You know what I mean? But yeah, you can't. But um, that's uh, I I would say you've heard, you've been caught up with the weeks of the got our last name, man. I was gonna say the Moan Bros, but sounds the weird. Moan Bros. Anyways, <laughs> everyone. Oh man, we got a special topic this week. You've seen it in the description and you're just waiting for it you've heard about the it. elder scrolls 4 oblivion dun, dun 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 i might just for this episode when i'm editing it just i put in like a mini version of that yeah i was gonna say because that uh, there's so many places to start i i don't want to get ahead of myself here but so to give us a little bit of history going into oblivion right um and Jack, I'm going to kind of encompass your history in here as well. But so going into Oblivion for us, um, as if you've been listening to the podcast, and especially if you've been listening to more of the video game centric episodes, I'm sure you've heard us talk about it. We've talked about Skyrim, Fallout, so all of like the Bethesda games, you know. And Oblivion for us was the first. Um, it was the first game that I really remember having an open world in this way oh definitely um the first game that really allows you to kind of do what you want to do and and so for us this game i mean it sticks out so brightly in my mind because of that you know so much to the point that like when i you know when skyrim came around skyrim while i do love skyrim it didn't feel quite as special as oblivion felt because oblivion was the first you know um and so coming into it and coming into this conversation, Jack, yes. um, we hadn't played Oblivion in a while. And so I kind of wanted to get your read. Like, how much Oblivion did you play for this episode? And how much did you kind of just remember on? Um, and what what is your top level? So, you know, just broad strokes. What are your thoughts about Elder Scrolls Four? So Oblivion. I played it for about an hour or so. Um, and I really just kind of, you know, watched Ellie kind of mess around. Uh, she loves playing her lizard girl. She's an Argonian. Um, she loves playing as that. And there, there's just something about... Obviously, you can never top like your first time with a game like this. But it's so crazy. Like, playing this game when I was, when I was what, 14, 13 or whatever? And then coming back to now, it's like I remember everything so vividly. And mm-hmm. I've, I've... I wonder if this is correct. I viscerally feel like... I'm back when I was however old that I was when I played this game. And I, I'm, like, re-experiencing those emotions. And so, you know, I went yeah. through the whole tunnel. Uh, I, you know, you kill the assassin. That Spoilers for a, what, almost 15-year-old game. 
um, you kill the assassin that kills the king, and the guy's like, he's dead. I failed. You know, that whole thing, and he's like, the amulet, where is it? And, you know, the whole thing, you go through, you know, you merge out of the sewer, and the music comes in. It's just that uh, silent choir. And yeah, rolling I, I gotta hills, say, Jack. The trees and that freaking, um, what's that? Yep. What, what's the, the, Iliad yeah, ruin. the Iliad ruin? I was like, what's the name? Yep. And I was like, oh my gosh. It all comes flooding right back, dude. It's it's one of the best feelings. It's so yeah. good. So I, I just. I gotta say. Yeah. I had, I had a lot of fun. Sorry, go just ahead. remembering and also just playing through the game again. Like it is an older game. It is kind of clunky to play, yeah. but it, it's yeah. so much fun to play. It still is super fun, I think. So, yeah, I own it and I've owned it on PC and Steam for a long time. And so I just reinstalled it um, and played through the beginning, watched the opening cinematic. And I got to say, like the opening cinematic starts off with the, the Emperor Uriel Septum and he gives a little speech. Who's uh, a years ago. What's his name? What's his name? Patrick Stewart does his voiceover lines so it's, he has a fantastic voice for how little he's in the game really like awesome voice actor. oh yeah but they probably couldn't afford to pay it, him you know it comes around longer. and it it's like Bethesda game studios presents the elder scrolls for oblivion and music <laughs> ba, 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 ba. and you're like i was like i had this just giant grin on my mm-hmm. face because the music is I didn't realize like how nostalgic the music was for me and i had the exact same feeling like Right when you come out of the sewer, after you kind of gone through the tutorial area, and then like the overworld music hits you, I was just like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yes!" <laughs> the music in Oblivion, and especially just the peaceful walking through the countryside music, is it's it's phenomenal. Amazing. It's a it's a phenomenally like, done game. I will say it's kind of ridiculous when you're walking along the beach and it's like, no, no, the music's going, and then the music yep. goes, and it's like, what? Why the music change? Oh, it's a mud dun. crab. It's like, it's like a single mud crab. <laughs> and the, That happens yeah. a lot, yeah, where <laughs> you'll be enjoying the nice music, and then a wolf, single wolf comes up that you can kill in one hit, and the whole music set changes, and then it starts over a new track, and I'm like, dang it, I was kind of enjoying it. No, yeah, one. it's, it's <laughs> yeah, but anyways. But yeah, you know, broad strokes, it's really interesting to me because coming back to oblivion after so long and we've had so many other open world games right so skyrim i mean the fallout games not to mention other games like the witcher and you know not you know just cause you got far cry so so many other open world games have come and gone but you can see the dna of what would become just a pop assassin's creed i mean you can see the dna of the open world games really tracing back to oh, this sure. and i still think and i this is something i kind of wanted to talk about a little bit but we can get into it later but there's something about bethsaida games and their open worlds that is really unique that i don't feel like any other game has really kind of got yeah you know what i mean there's something just satisfying about walking and then the music and then i don't know if i don't know if it's the way they design their landscapes or if it's just the flow of the world but man like even oblivion feels super cohesive like with how everything is designed and laid out but yeah it's it's funny because in my mind you know oblivion is definitely well i'll say this now not a perfect game there's tons of dumb things in oblivion tons and 
it's so interesting that I remember Oblivion so fondly, but then there are things about Oblivion that I'm like, God, this is stupid. Like, why would they do it like this? Why would they, why would they make it to where you could only level up skills by using them? Plus you only level up, some skills level up slower, some faster. And so you can like screw up your character if you don't know what you're doing in the beginning. Yeah, the way they made by like selecting skills. Then, like here, you know. here's a good example: the skill restoration. It's it's a healing mm-hmm. it's a healing kind of you know class of magic, whatever you want to call it. Um, but every single restoration spell gives you the exact same amount of experience. It doesn't matter how good or actually like you know advanced it is. Every single restoration spell gives you the exact same amount of experience for restoration. So mm-hmm. it makes it extremely difficult to actually like level that up when you're like level 90 and you're still getting the same amount of experience, oh, yeah. you know, it's, it's ridiculous, but yeah. And so, you know, coming into this discussion, there's so much to talk about. I mean, it, oblivion is a huge game, but of course we'll start from the beginning. And so for anybody out there who doesn't know, it's an open world fantasy game and it starts off kind of with an intrigue plot. Uh, most of these Bethsaida games kind of have a tutorial beginning area where they kind of mainline you down the first beat, I would say, of the main quest. Yes. And then you kind of are let free. And so the whole main quest of Oblivion is the Emperor is assassinated by this cult called the Mythic Dawn, and then you're sent to find the Emperor's illegitimate heir, Martin, Martin Septum, and all the stuff that ensues there. And then there's an ongoing, the emperor is having these ongoing visions about this crisis of oblivion. So the, one of the, you know, the, the world is cool and we'll get into it in a little bit, which is the Daedric princes and all of that stuff in the nine. I mean, a lot of cool world building, oh, yeah. but essentially there's demon portals that are going to start you opening know, no, no and big thing. demons will start coming out. So no big thing, yeah, no big but thing. it's not supposed to work like that. Like there are supposed to be magics in place that prevent this, but those barriers are breaking down, especially as the bloodline of the emperor is kind of in this fragile state with you trying to find the air. And so that's the, that's the main point, like point plot of oblivion really is that of course there is so much more you can oh, do. Yeah. And I mean, it, it's so much that I don't even know where to start. Like there's so many things I want to talk about, but within this Jack, what are some of your favorite storylines, your favorite moments, like even from memory or from playing recently, I played, I think for about two and a half hours or so, you know, I kind of, I went and found Martin, listened to a lot of the dialogue, went through that first alien ruin, which I feel like I know oh, like the back no, of yeah. my hand. The whole hour is just Gotta say, pilot. Lock picking on the, Lock picking on the PC was really challenging for me. I was like, God, this is annoying. Like, I couldn't get it. <laughs> so, <laughs> and I remember, I don't remember it being that hard, but for some reason, I was just like, it's really easy to overthink it, the lock picking. It, it, it's weird. It's weird to do with the mouse, I, I, I will say. But uh, yeah, Jack, just some general stuff. What What do you remember about Oblivion? Yeah, so I mean, obviously, there's the first Alien Ruin we, we, we discussed. Mm. It's not whatever. Anyways, but I, so I went to the Imperial City. And I started doing the arena, and I forgot how much I liked. I forget his name, but you—it's like the arena master, or whatever. Yeah, you start talking guy. to him, and he hates you. He doesn't like you. He's like, "Oh, you're just gonna die. You're gonna die." And you slowly start like earning his respect and his trust. And then from there, you talk to 
the current champion who's uh this orc who like you kind of know she's like he's kind of pale to be an orc but whatever like no big deal um eventually like you go on the, this orc's quest line and his dad's like half no his dad's vampire he's like a vampire still alive and that kind of stuff and there's like this whole it's a really interesting and kind of like sad quest you go on and because if you yeah. reveal this information that his dad was essentially this monster of a vampire. He gets really depressed and then just doesn't fight you when you challenge him. Yeah. Uh, and so he just kind of is like, yeah, just just kill me. Like, it's not worth living when my dad's like a disgrace, essentially. Uh, yeah. So that was a really good quest line to kind of run through again. And there's also, I mean, it's the main story, but whenever you kind of uh, go like to the actual like, blades, like, you know, uh, I don't know what you'd call it, like the blades... Or- the Giant, sky like, temple castle yeah the sky temple yeah that is so cool and it, it's cheesy but they're like all hail like you know martin septum uh and it's this it's is where so- the age of the game comes in because you can yeah, tell it's definitely. like five or six people it's five or six <laughs> like people. it doesn't it doesn't sound like a crowd it's like all hail, all hail. yeah it's like it's, it's, <laughs> it almost sounds like all right guys i know you're working on the code of the game but real quick can we all say this line <laughs> Um, <laughs> that is what it's like. That, that's what it sounds like. They they were like, "Oh shoot, I forgot to record this in the booth," and so, but it's still, it's just really, <laughs> it's good. Um, obviously, yeah. you have the the thief skill quest is a little convoluted, but not really. But that's a fun mm. one to kind of go through. I love the quest for the thief skill where it's like, oh, you have to go in, sneak into this guy's house, and drop that like boar head on him that he has yep. like hung up. Yeah. Uh, and so all the, like, the little optional things you can do to get like better rewards are a lot of fun. The Assassin's Guild is super cool. The Dark Brotherhood. Oh, talk about like arguably. I, I know the best I quest know in the game is Dark Brotherhood. That Skyrim's Dark Brotherhood's pretty cool, but well, no, this Oblivion's one is way better. Is, man. is so good. It is so good. So those are just some of my favorites. Um, there's probably yeah. a lot more, but I'd have to play through the whole game again to really kind of, you know re-immerse myself into some of these quests there's also the one where you help those guys uh defend their farm that they inherited from their dad from these goblins yep uh and you get children yep. from that quest which is like yep. this ice sword super good uh all yeah. the quests with the daedric gods are really fun um and i they do like cool. there's one yeah. that you have to be because i play as an orc you have to be an orc to do this one quest because i believe you have to be uh and you get this really cool like I think it's like this Warhammer or whatever. I mean, there's a lot of really cool yeah. quests in this game. So those are just some of my personal favorites. So let me hear about some of yours. Sorry, that was a gross sound. I just felt like oh, doing yeah. that. I mean, man, where where to begin? Because where? yeah, obviously, like the thief the thieves guild quests are really fun. Not again, like it's one of those things where like the the thieves guild is good the dark brotherhood so the assassins guild is good the mages guild is a little annoying because when you join the mages guild they're like okay cool so you need to go around to each city and you need to help the leader of each guild (laughs) and they'll give you a recommendation and you're like okay cool i'm gonna be doing magic stuff and then and then it's just they're just like hey run errands yes you're like oh my gosh and then you end up dealing with a bunch of necromancers but then and I don't know why this is removed. I understand the concept of why, but like Oblivion, of course, gives you the ability to craft your own spells, which oh, is baby. awesome. Yeah, that's like, the only reason I ever did the. And so I remember making the Mages Guild. 
yeah so i remember making like a really powerful mage that had like a death touch because touch spells are super cheap because you need to get up close and so like you can just be like instant death yeah <laughs> i remember going into the um oh hold on just the i don't know what's called like god mode or whatever and you create these like nuclear bomb spells or you just like the nuke spells this yeah. fireball and then crank yeah. the radius and Boom, yeah and just explodes and turns like on like on night eye and that kind of stuff and it's like night eye for five seconds yeah. and this huge fire mm-hmm. radius and electricity that kind of stuff was so much fun yeah i mean the gray foxes one is cool because i or the thieves guild because it's all centers around this figure called the gray fox and i mean you kind of end up becoming the gray fox and i believe you steal an elder scroll i think so or you do something with an elder scroll or maybe i'm thinking of skyrim i will put a disclaimer up front Mm -hmm. i will definitely confuse oblivion and skyrim at some point and so i'm just gonna apologize you know what i'll I'll, because they do blend together i will say that as well just for security (laughs) um i might remember a quest from skyrim being in oblivion man and vice versa so, yeah. So, like you said, Jack, the Assassin's Guild, so the Dark Brotherhood, is good in Skyrim. However, in Oblivion, man, I... So, it happens a little bit more randomly in Oblivion. It's basically when you kill an innocent person and then you go to sleep, this Dark Brotherhood, oh. Lucien Lahance, <laughs> starts talking to you. And he has this awesome, deep, kind of gravelly voice. And you get indoctrinated into this group of yeah, yeah. assassins. But man, the quest line that follows is so good as you go around basically just assassinating people and then it turns into this big almost like infighting like civil war between the Dark Brotherhood and between people who truly believe and are following like the Night Mother and then like the Jester who's like collecting the Night Mother's head and is like insane and you see all his ramblings in the journal and then you have to go and wipe out your whole hideout and all, like all the people who were your assassin allies become your enemies. And, yeah, yeah. And then Lucy Hans is like, no, this wasn't supposed to happen. What are you doing? And you're like, oh, no, the night mother said. And it's just like <laughs> it just keeps going and going. And you're like, oh, yeah. my gosh. Like, And it ends in such a cool place and just a super memorable quest line. And I mean, that's the thing with Oblivion is like even in like the like you said, like yeah gladiator one super good you get a super funny if adoring fan who's the most annoying wood elf that just follows you around (laughs) it's the grand champion standing here (laughs) next to me Me. (laughs) it's really good that and he's just useless he's like can i do this stuff for you and he actually can't do anything for you he just follows you around it's really good um there's also the there's a really kind of like famous oblivion video on youtube like in 2006 2007 this guy like walks up to the adoring fan on like what what's it called um the super the cliff, the cliff yeah the super high cliff yeah. music is like real like quiet she was in the arrow shoots him off the edge and like lord of the rings <laughs> music comes on and it's just so good and everyone's like yeah that's that's good that's good um yeah there's a lot of like really good Stuff that comes from these quests. And she, the quest in Oblivion, obviously you kind of have like some of your fetch quests or the quests that are just kind of, you know, point A to point B or just experience or whatever. But Oblivion has a lot of quests that have a lot of really unique and fun rewards to them, I, I feel like. I mean, you know, you have 
like the adoring fan you even have the dlc the uh, knights of the nine quest is super fun mm. and one of the it's, one of yeah, the coolest things awesome, about the night, like a templar yeah, kind of quest knights of the nine is that depending on what because like oh man it's light armor dang it but then no if your heavy armor skills like higher than your light armor you get a heavy armor set like the game kind of interprets what kind of build yeah. you're going for and gives you that build so super cool mm-hmm. uh knights of the nine is a really cool uh quest line mm-hmm. so yeah and i think that's the special thing about oblivion is you know you go through and you're playing it and doing those quests and oblivion itself is pretty traditional fantasy right like you have the demon portals the oblivion gates as you get further and further in which yeah you do the first couple oblivion gates because you can kind of deactivate them and then they kind of start to become super repetitive because it's like the same setup and you tend to have to do these like basically maze like towers in a certain order and shift bridges around there's ways to get around it like if you have a high jumping skill in acrobatics you can actually kind of just like which is what i kind of jump around the edges of the towers to like get to places you shouldn't to finish them faster which is nice but you know you go through all of the main quests in in oblivion you know you restore the emperor and then you're like oh let's check out the dlc you got the knights of the nine kind of another traditional uh fantasy quest and then oh my gosh you have the shivering isle and so this is all revolves around the daedric prince of madness sheogorath and i'm telling you the shivering isle dlc is freaking awesome i mean yeah you basically go into it yeah. and the land is divided between what dementia or is it dementia and mania I forgot the two sides, but I, there's like I, two. That sounds correct. Dimension but there's like sounds there's correct. like a super. Oh, okay. There's part of the population that's like super manic, and then there's a part of the population that's like super depressed. And the whole thing with the Shivering Isles is these like <laughs> Knights of Order, Jigalath. I think is. <laughs> I don't remember what the, the guy's name is. They but got some like good names. The Daedric Prince of Order is basically invading it to try to take over, and then. Sorry, spoilers. Twist and turns. You realize that Sheogorath is actually both the Daedric God of Chaos and Order. And these like, certain sides of him take over. And so, like, it turns, like, from Oblivion, so standard fantasy, then you go into, like, weird fantasy with Sheogorath. I mean, even to the point where, like, Oblivion really does give you a lot of room to kind of do what you want. And so, yeah. like, when you're in Sheogorath's palace, you can totally pull out an arrow and shoot him. And he goes, ah, 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 I should have done that. And then he like teleports you super high up in the air and you just fall all the way down and smash. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't matter if you have like a spell on or whatever. You literally, you just die. You just die yeah. when you hit the bottom. So it's, um, <laughs> I remember doing that for the first time being so confused. But then I yeah. was also like, wait, how can I get to this place? I don't remember if I ever got to that place. You can like, eventually, yeah. But I mean, God, there's the whole quest line. It's like really depressing in dementia. Mm. Like it's it's always kind of like cloudy and overcast. Um, but there's this guy who's like, I don't want to live anymore. I hate this life and I hate everything. And he's eventually just like, Hey, how about you kill me? But don't let me see it yeah. coming. You yeah. Know? <laughs> and so then, yeah. So you keep trying walk- to kill him, and he's like, Ah, no, not yet. Yeah. He walks up to this <laughs> edge, and then you're talking to me. He's like, Ah, wouldn't it be nice if I could just find it in myself to jump and then you're like it's your lucky day and you push him off (laughs) it's it's so and so then the quest gets him completed this thing pops up on your screen and it's like well 
I should go see what's in his house as a reward, I guess. <laughs> it's like, okay. I... <laughs> cool. It's yeah, really Oblivion good. Oblivion is, um, is full of awesome stuff. The guy and... who really wants a sweet roll, but sweet rolls don't exist in the Shivering Isles. God, and I, I'm even saying, like, even, like, some of the minor quest lines, there's one where you, like, go into, like, a painting to, like, recover, like, an artist who, yeah, like, made this yeah, magic yeah, yeah. painted world. And the everything is like has a painted texture. And so, like, there's a, just a ton of stuff in there that's super cool. Now, we've been talking a lot about how good Oblivion is, right? Yes. Probably would surprise you to know. By the way we're talking about it, you think it's this dynamic game. Like, this game, this type of game we're talking about is like, wow, this sounds like so fun. But what you have to understand about Oblivion is that while all of these stories are there and all of the stories are cool, like I said, Oblivion is a janky game. The NPCs are, I mean, notorious. I mean, there's like YouTube channels that have gotten big around like, oh, hey, this is what an Oblivion conversation looks like or Oblivion conversations in real life because... Yeah, yeah. Was it the it, You'll You'll be like walking down a street in a simple town of Coral and they're like, have you heard that so-and-so was killed in the chapel? <laughs> and then other guy, no! Yes, goodbye. And they just like walk away from each other, and you're like, "Wow, there's a really that was good such one an interesting conversation." Like, Have you heard that the Dark Brotherhood <laughs> is making moves in this city? I don't want to talk about that. Bye. <laughs> and then they just start walking, and you're like, Bye. "What?" But like, it's you know, you gotta understand, put it in this perspective. I mean, this game came out in 2006, so you know, mm. at the time, this kind of AI was really like cool and engaging but yeah looking back on it now i mean even then it was kind of weird you know but looking back on it now especially it makes skyrim's ai look like absolutely incredible you know what i mean yeah yeah even though all the guards have this exact same voice in skyrim yeah i mean that's just overall you know oblivion is like for me is kind of what i hold other open worlds to you know and to the point where, like, I know this debate is, you know, was pretty hard when it was coming out. But, like, you know, often people are like, oh, man, I think The Witcher 3 is a better open world game than Skyrim or Oblivion. And while I really do like The Witcher 3, there is something about the worlds of Skyrim and Oblivion. So Cyrodiil and then Skyrim itself that is way more fun to explore. I mean, The Witcher doesn't give me the exploration feeling like these games do and i don't know why it's like that i don't know if it's based on like the perspective or if it's based on just the mechanics but there's this feeling when you first play oblivion like wow i could literally do anything i could walk to the city on the map i could do this quest i could follow this storyline i could do this or i could collect books for my house or i could do some alchemy or you know what i mean you could just kind of do anything you wanted and to that point, I think it's now time to talk about the skills and the skill system. The skills. And Oblivion. Because, you know, at the at its core, Oblivion is like an RPG. And I get what they were going for. So each of the skills you have, you have different skills like armor or like blade or blunt or, you know, different all the different schools of magic. Each of the skills that you can level up. And, you know, as you level up, they kind of, you know, affect your stats in different ways. But what you f- end up finding is that there are certain skills that are just not worth it. 
And yeah, the I you know I get the idea because they think I think they wanted you to be able to be like, oh hey, I want this character to be super skilled in this. But what ends up happening, like the reality of that, is that you end up hitting all of these skills that like get not hard capped, but like you'll advance it, advance it. So I would say the two best examples are like athletics and acrobatics. So athletics yeah. will control like how fast you're moving around and how fast your stamina recovers. And acrobatics super, is a skill that's actually helpful. not in in Skyrim. If you have a high acrobatics, it's actually really fun because you can like jump on water and you can like just do some crazy stuff, like jump super high and like you know, like yeah, just weird stuff that doesn't quite really fit in. Fun. Yeah. But it makes the game fun. But those skills advance really quickly. Like, and so quickly to the point to where in the beginning you'd be fooled into thinking, like, oh man, I'll definitely take athletics because I'll be running around everywhere. But then athletics hits about like 40 or 50, and then it starts I would, I would to even, crawl. I would even say 30, dude. Like, it, it takes a yeah. long time to level up these skills. I mean, a, a couple of really good ones are this, like mercantilism. You look at that, and you're yeah. thinking, dude. This would be so useful. Sorry, I just bumped the table. At like five at level seventy five, each merchant gets five hundred more gold that I can sell stuff at a higher value. You know that it is a useful skill, but it takes so long to actually upgrade mercantilism to anything useful. Um, same with like speechcraft. Speech, speechcraft is yep. in theory a good skill, but it just takes so long to actually level up. And then you have stuff and like hand to hand, and you know a couple other ones. Yeah. So. And then the kicker is, is that if you didn't specifically pick the skill at the beginning of the game, then if you level up mercantile or athletics and you didn't pick them, those don't actually count towards your level at all. And so you can kind of find yourself trapped in this hold of being like, well, I have to level this up because this is the skill that will actually level me up, which is actually useful. You know what I mean? And so you kind of end up in this weird trap. And then you go into Skyrim. So the next game in the sequence, Elder Scrolls V. And Skyrim is like, well, you can level up any skill. And those will level you up. And then within each skill, there's different perks. And so, but even then, that system I don't think is actually that good. In fact, I think the best system was in Fallout 3, to be honest. Which is another game by the same studio, which you have points that you level up with. And then you can put those into your skills. And Fallout 3, like, just works so much better because of that, because you can build the types of characters you want. It's really challenging to, while I think Oblivion, you can build the type of character you want, it just is a very slow progression. And once you start to, like, grind out skills or try to get things higher, it does become very challenging to do that. Now, of course, there's always... Oblivion and Skyrim both there are ways that you can cheese the system and like use it to your advantage and it sometimes it almost feels like you need to in order to like stay on top mm-hmm. and I in fact agree. I mean when I first booted up Oblivion went right into the difficulty lowered it just a little bit because I know that like in Oblivion the combat is it can be just kind of funky at times and you can be spamming spells at people because I went for a spell cast here of course. over and over and over and they just don't die and so i'm like i don't i don't like that so then you move it down a little bit and then you are instant killing everything and i'm like well i don't really like that either move it up a little bit oh it takes four or five hits to kill something and i'm like what like why yeah there's, why like there's a certain sweet spot you have to hit i mean one of the biggest one of the biggest things in the game that it's kind of off-putting is when you're trying to be like a stealth character in oblivion especially like skyrim you have yeah. a bunch of upgrades that actually helps with that but 
the early beginning games mm-hmm. for like stealth attacks with bows get like no bonus, and even when you do have a higher sneak, you still get like no bonus for it. And so if you're on normal difficulty, like the health goes down just a little bit, and you're like, oh my gosh. And so then you're sitting there running backwards, choo, choo, like arrow after arrow yep. after arrow, you know, just trying to get a, a single kill. So I do often, if yep. I'm doing like a stealth guy, just because it makes so much more sense. Like, yeah, I just shot an arrow to the back of this guy's head, like he's going to go down. Lower the difficulty enough to where he does go down, but then that makes the melee combat too easy. So like, there's like a weird, there's a weird difficulty imbalance in Oblivion. I think that's one of the biggest faults with Oblivion is the whole difficulty imbalance it actually has. But you know, I, I totally agree because everything actually in the game scales according to you, and so you'll always find things that are uh, at your level to fight, which in theory sounds good. But then the problem is like, you'll go back to beginning areas of the game and there's bandits, you know, kitted out with glass armor or Daedric armor, which is like, you know, high level armor you can get. And you're like, wow. Okay. Or you just get like, start getting like super big beefy variants of enemies that hurt you more and just have you know their health pools are just damage oh, sinks that you just have to like horrible. keep hitting them that's over kind and of over a and big over. fall of all bethesda enemies though like it's not just oblivion like in all bethesda games the way they do difficulty is like you do less damage you take way more damage and the enemy has so much more health that's that's how they do difficulty um it's not like better ai or whatever it's just oh so you die in two shots enemy takes you know 40 or whatever something like that you know what i mean so yeah it does get kind of ridiculous and then let's not even talk about the weight of items in oblivion you're trying to oh my gosh if you're if you want to use horrific blunt weapons especially you're you better have like the highest strength because these like late game maces a single-handed mace weighs like 40 pounds and it makes it so difficult to like Oh, I'm gonna collect some stuff to go sell it. You can't really do that in Oblivion, especially late game. Yeah, because when you get over encumbered in Oblivion, you just stop yeah. moving. And I was like, "Oh my gosh, I'm remembering this now. Like this is yeah, because <laughs> like in Skyrim, you can still walk around, so you can do the thing where you like load yourself up with like a thousand pounds of equipment, slowly walk to the <laughs> merchant and sell it all." But in Oblivion, it just freezes you in place the moment you go over your weight limit, which for my mage character is like 160 pounds, and I could barely hold anything. Like, I was going looting the Mages Guild to sell all their stuff, because when you join the Mages Guild, they're like, yeah, you have free reign. And so I'm like, I'm going to take all this stuff off the shelves and sell it back to you then. And they're like, cool, I didn't know we had this. I'll pay you for it. But uh, I was picking up a stuff, and I'm like, oh, overweight drop it, pick it up off menu because in oblivion, you can kind of do this weird thing where you like pick up physics objects yeah, and you yeah, to yeah. walk them around. So <laughs> I'm just like piling stuff next to the guy and then I'd pick it all up and then I'd sell it to him. <laughs> I, I do think, but oblivion had you know, this, it's yeah, a glitch. They actually fixed when they released shivering Isles. So if you have like a game of the year edition, you can't do it. But if you have the base version of oblivion and you pick up a paintbrush, you can actually, drop that paintbrush and it just drops in midair for some reason like it doesn't fall and so you can make like this weird paintbrush like staircase up do you remember that i forgot about that there's also the weird like duplication yeah, you i can do. do with scrolls i do remember that for, for some like something you're like that doesn't yeah. make any sense but you can do it yeah 
So, you know, Oblivion is, I, it, it's definitely like very fond in my mind. And I don't want any of our listeners out there to get the impression that I don't like this game because for me, like I said, the feeling and playing through Oblivion and the memories, I mean, are great. Like, One back, baby. Oh, just fantastic. And I would say that like what modern games do better than Oblivion are all of the things that we just mentioned. Like The Witcher 3 is by far a way more fun game to play than Oblivion is. You know, even coming to a game like where then you get into like Dark Souls, right? And you're like, oh my gosh. Like, and so then I, I've always wanted, Jack, I've always wanted the perfect combination, right? The perfect combination of a game that plays better, but then still has the world design that they do because their world design, I mean, people give Bethesda a lot of like crap for like randomly generating dungeons and stuff, but man, they are, they are good at designing their worlds they're so good at like you just come across something and you're like they're like the windswept tunnel yeah yeah you're like oh i wonder what's in there i can go in there let me clear out this cave and you know it's just like that happens all the time or you know it happens all the time you're just wandering and wandering through the fields and the music's playing and you're just like this is this is great like this is all i want and then you go in to decorate your house and you're like, oh, I can't just put books on the shelves. I have to very precariously stack them places. Kind of hope that their physics AI doesn't freak out and the book doesn't fly halfway across the room. And you're like, why? Why? Why is it like this? Like, who? Yeah, I mean, I, I will is- say I have a, I have a very um, like vivid memory of when I have like done so much with my orc character like my original orc character i've done so much with them to the point to where what i was doing is i bought a house and i think Shadenhall, the really nice looking like city bought a house yeah. there and it just started like okay this glass hamp this glass axe open up the case boop, put it in there close yep. that like i i was doing that i would wear like you know this nice like you know it's like little like normal civilian clothes i'd put those on and walk around the town <laughs> yeah. and I was like really into it and it, it makes me wish that I'm sure there is a game out there, but at the same time, I don't know if there is one out there that has all the aspects that like I want and yeah. that would combine them in the correct way because some games it's, oh, this is great, but then I have to do this for so long. I mean, that's kind of a big yeah. fault with uh, a lot of uh, survival games is do the building and it's fun or the surviving's fun, but... I don't like the fact that I have to grind for two hours to make a single yeah. building or whatever. You know what I mean? Uh, so there's a there's certainly like a way to get around that, but I don't know. Until then, Oblivion kind of is the only game I ever cared about creating a house in. So yeah. And what's cool, I think, too, about Oblivion is you know since the game was released in 2006, it has some aspects of it that I really wish would have carried on like oblivion has like more armor sets for you to wear i believe in skyrim you get like the helmet your chest piece and then boots but in oblivion you got your greaves your chest plate so yeah you know as an extra and then you can make spells and oblivion you can in skyrim you can't you know but then in skyrim you can also stack books on shelves from your inventory and it's doesn't really work great but it works better than doing it like this and (laughs) yeah yeah you know what i mean so it's 
ultimately with these games and like like i said oblivion and skyrim are very similar to me like they both have everything good that we've said about oblivion you can say about skyrim in fact i think oblivion's stronger in some aspects with its story and it's some of its quests but i mean skyrim's world is great i mean in fact my fondest times of skyrim are just wandering around clearing out ruins you know just having fun and my favorite memories of oblivion are doing that exact same thing and so I think what it comes down to is that, you know, when you first play a game like Oblivion, everything is new. Every system is new. Every aspect of it's new. I mean, remember stories from one of our patrons, Michael, who also was getting into Oblivion. You know, he got turned into a vampire or his dad did. And he like didn't understand why he was a vampire. He didn't understand why he could go out, couldn't go outside in the day. And, you know, then it becomes a whole fun quest where you as a player are like, God, like I want to cure this or I want to delve more into this and you know there's so many things that when you play these games for the first time the systems that become annoying are kind of charming and so I think that's why going into Skyrim it those systems were so much more apparent because I had played so much of Oblivion right and then if you take a step further back to Morrowind I mean Morrowind has an even weirder more obscure way to play it with like you know, it basically rolls a dice every time you're trying to hit somebody. So you could be like swinging your 3D sword, hitting a guy, but it's like, nope, you missed. Nope, you missed. Nah, you missed. Oh, you hit it. Nope, you missed. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's so, like, like one of the worst things about Morrowind is that you're literally right in front of someone like slashing and it doesn't matter. But then they're like, you're almost dead. You're dead. So, yeah. you know. But the classic thing you'll say is people will be like, oh, Morrowind's better. Oh, Oblivion's better. Oh, Skyrim's better. And I think what it has to do with is which one did you play first? In fact, I truly think that with a lot of games and longer running series, it's all around what you played first, right? I remember, for example, Demon Souls very fondly, more fondly than Dark Souls, just because I played Demon Souls first, you know? And so coming into Dark Souls, I was like, okay, I love Dark Souls, but man, I, I did know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? And so where I'd kind of like to end, Jack, we got about, well, we don't got about 10 minutes, but we're coming up on our hour, our normal length here, is I want to talk a little bit about, you know, what could Oblivion do better? What could a, this type of game do better? What would you like to see with Elder Scrolls Six on the distant horizon, you know? What kind of stuff do you want to see that would make you truly excited because I'm at the point you're at the point where, you know, we don't play games as much as we do. And the games we do play, you know, the new ones are few and far between. Yeah. Or you hop on most of the games I play now are, yeah, you know, the games I play now, you know, you play for 30 minutes there and now we're here. I mean, sometimes you'll have the night or the free afternoon where you have the, you know, two hours or so, but that's mainly it. I mean, there hasn't been a new game that's come out in any recent memory that I've put like six hours into like into a session. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. I mean, I think the only thing I got close to is like with Hades. It's like, I play the crap out of Hades, you know, like I would be like, okay, I'm going to work out. I'm going to write. Okay. I'm going to play Hades. (laughs) (laughs) Like, (laughs) So yeah. But Jack in looking into the future, what would you like to see? So I think one of the biggest things for me when it comes to game like oblivion is having, uh, a much more immersive and logical AI and many Mm. more random encounters that aren't just like, Hey, I have this letter for you, but like 
you know, like you can walk up to a guy who is like being mugged on the road and then like you save him uh, and then or you don't save him. But either choice you have is, oh, you want to join our band of like muggers or you want to, hey, well, thank you for helping me. I actually have something back at my house. And it's like this crazy guy or, you know, just kind of stuff that fits in with the world that gives you a sense that interactions aren't just like thanks for the gold or a thankless right. job or whatever. I mean that and having a more immersive combat system, something that, um, yeah, you I know, agree. that levels up. It, it's hard to know what works well in the context of like a game, but it you is know, something yeah. that makes sense and levels up at a fine pace. That doesn't feel like, okay, I've done 500 slashes. Now I'm level 75 instead of 74. You know what I mean? That's kind of how Oblivion is. It just yeah. you kind of just have to go through it, and eventually you'll get there. Um, and then I think just having the world discoverability, um, much more. You know, you have to put an effort out into the world and discover it. You have a game like The Witcher, which has a super open world, and you do have to go mm. discover everything. But you open the map, and there's check marks everywhere. Or in Skyrim, yeah. like I know it's probably because your guys who's like he's lived in the area of skyrim but you know where all the main cities are you know the names of the main cities you know what i mean like you don't have to go out and like oh what is this it's already yeah. on your map um just kind of having a much more yeah. blank slate when it comes to exploration and finding you know mm. what's out there i think it would be just yeah. so, some of the aspects that i would like to see uh improved upon and or changed or whatever you want to call it so yeah I, I definitely agree with all of those because, you know, looking forward, we can dream. And of course, Jack and I are not game designers. And so we, you know, when we say these things, this is not to put down the work that people put into Skyrim or Oblivion or the new Elder Scrolls because games are not made by a single person in games. Good games take a long time to make. I mean, it's not, it's not easy. And so by no means... You know, I want to clarify by no means by like saying like, oh, what do we want? This is more of like if we could wish it into existence. And so, yeah, I totally agree. Kind of having like almost like a Hollow Knight-esque map, like an overworld map that you can uncover and come back and chart yourself would be awesome. You know, to the point to where yeah. like make, you know, and then maybe borrow it or maybe and then the design of the world itself. While I love the design of these worlds. All right, maybe I should say the quest design. While yeah, I yeah, love yeah, 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 and yeah, I would yeah. love to play Oblivion or Skyrim without fast travel, which, you know, is always something you think. You're always like, you know, I kind of want to just not fast travel and walk. And then so you start and you go to a town and they're like, oh, hey, go to this town and deliver this. And you're like, okay, cool. Walk. It takes you, you go, 45 you minutes, an hour. And walk it's fun. All the way, it's fun. Deliver it. Oh, hey, thanks. Here's some gold. Hey, go give this back. You're like, yeah, go what? back across and you're like i okay and you're like i and so like you end up like the fast travel just becomes the best use of your time and it's really unfortunate because like they design these beautiful worlds but like the quest structure makes you use the fast travel because if not then you're literally walking back and forth back and forth across like between the cities and it just feels silly like i would love to see more quests that you know are originate in the local area you know, so everything kind of like yeah. centered around this area and then going out to another big city. That's a big ask, you know, 
And then I love like Skyrim has like the horse carts where you can like hop in a horse and like, and I would love to see that, but I would love to see it even more in like a GTA style to where like in GTA, you can hop in a taxi and you can be like, okay, skip me, get me there. Or you can just kind of sit in the taxi and you can take the ride. And I would love to see that, you know, love to see that like, Hey, we're just going to be on, I'm just going to sit here and I can kind of just relax. I mean, Final Fantasy 15 is many games that problems that game has like one of the best aspects was getting in your car and you could have kind of have it auto drive while your friends were driving it. And you could kind of just look at the scenery, listen to music and chat with your you know. friends and that sort of thing. And, but always have the option to say, you know what, let's just skip it. Let's just get there. And then this is a big one for me, Jack, but why do they insist on railroading you in the beginning with these stories? Listen, they do it, and in, in, I think it's been getting worse. It gets worse in Skyrim. I think Fallout 4 is probably the worst offender. Where I And I thought this the moment I got out of the sewer in Oblivion. I'm like, why, why do they start me on this story? Why don't they just, why don't they just like say, hey, what town would you like to start in? Or hey, based on your character, this is where you're going to start, some random location. And then start you there. And just, you're in the world immediately. Because how cool would it be if you heard, oh my gosh, the emperor's been murdered. And so the imperial city's in an uproar. And so then, I mean, that's compelling enough to go look into by yourself. And I never understand. I'm like, they don't need, like they put so much, you can tell they put so much time and energy and voice acting into these main stories that become so tiring the more you play it. I mean, let's just talk about how cool it would be to have a game like oblivion or skyrim where you create your character okay what city you want to start in okay cool and yeah. then you just you know obviously you create your character how they want to look but then it just puts you into the world and you're just kind of yeah walking around like you're just you've been living in that town for a while you know what i mean yeah and people greet no, you i like would love to see that. that'd be super cool yeah and then especially I think my final tick on this wish list, especially for a game like this, and Jack, you kind of said it, is that to be able to play the game in different ways. So, yes, you can be like a mage or a sneaky rogue or a fighter, but if you really want to like settle down and make a house, like Skyrim's Hearthfire gets you kind of close. But what I would love to see is almost like a Stardew Valley esque system to where you could be like, hey, you know what? I want to be a farmer and you're just going to farm and maybe you could have like a kid. And then maybe one day, Oh, goblins come and they raid your farm and they destroy a big section and then they retreat back to their cave. And then as you go to hunt them down, you know, dust off your old equipment, be like, sorry, honey, got to go kill these goblins. And then you go there and then you discover, Oh, the goblins had a note. And this note says, Hey, target this person for what they did. And you're like, Oh, what, what is this? You know what I mean? Like stuff like that, like just super simple, like kind of like just, oh, hey, this AI hair. Hey, I want to hire this AI to be my farmhand. Hey, can you help me chop some wood? I mean, taking these aspects from all these different genres and kind of blending them together. You know, I don't need like a super in-depth like, oh, hey, this plant is 78 mature. You can harvest it now. Or if you use this type of fertile, no, I'm not talking about that. But what I'm saying is you know, give me that flexibility. Give me that flexibility to say, hey, if I want to kind of be a homebody and organize my home, like I want it to be like, I want to step back, not see my character. I want to be able to like organize, hey, this hallway, let's make it go here. Oh, it'll cost this. 
You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Instead of like these pre-designed or these pre-things, you know, to really make things your own. And because I think what they, ultimately the best things about Oblivion and Skyrim are the things you do as a player that are the things you just want to do. And ultimately it feels like sometimes a story or the quests kind of hinder you. Like you're kind of stuck to do, you know, oh, okay, well, I can only pretend for so long, but pretending doesn't gain me anything. Like I'm not getting money. I'm not getting Yeah, skills. I want to say. And so I would love to ahead. see. Yeah. Okay, well, no. no so no, you're I want to say, I think talking. the game that has gotten closest to this that we really haven't seen, I think it's Fallout 2. In the beginning, you go through these yeah. trials, hey, find the Gek and save our ta- save, save your village. That's literally the only story direction you get. Other than that... Let's say Fallout 1's even better. I don't mean... Yeah, but I think Fallout 2 has a more expansive world you can explore. Um, mm, mm. And doesn't have a time constraint like Fallout 1 has. Fallout 1 has a time constraint, even after you find yeah, the Yeah, yeah, that's, that's true. That's true. That's true. I mean, so I think that's the closest game we've gotten to just, hey... You are literally whoever you want to be, whatever you want to do, and it actually doesn't matter when you find the Gek. It doesn't matter uh, th- you just experience the game in the way you want to. I think Fallout 2 has I done mean, that probably the best. To cut in, I have an ex- I, I, In my opinion. Yeah, to cut in here. No, no, to cut in, I just want to add, because I know people will bring it up. To cut in, I think the the game that does that best is like Breath of the Wild. Right. Everything I have not played it personally myself. Excuse me. But, you know, Breath of the Wild has always in how it people market to me, it's kinda like, hey, you can kind of just do what you want to do in Breath of the Wild. And Breath of the Wild's super flexible in the way you can approach situations and the way that, you know, you see something in the distance and oh, I want to go explore that. Walk over there. Oh, this is really cool. I feel rewarded for exploring yeah. this. Like stuff like that, you know, where That's a good example. It becomes this roping thing and then that's why i'm so excited for like elden ring you know so the game did get delayed but from the next game from the people who made dark souls so from software i mean their next game is supposed to be open world ish i don't imagine it's gonna be like open world open world in the way that like oblivion is but you know as more games and more games with specific types of genres kind of enter this playing field you know people do look to the elder scrolls as kind of like the holy grail of these open yeah, world games you and you know it's been a long time since skyrim skyrim came out in 2010 yeah. and i'm telling you when if elder scrolls 6 when elder scrolls sorry, 6, when, I, when that game comes out elder scrolls 6 if that game isn't actually like the best elder scrolls almost like one of the best games ever it that's gonna probably gonna be it for my uh interest in the, like open world games because they've had so much time the market has changed so much i mean they have the money. They're one of the biggest game companies in the world. They have the means to do everything. I mean, what? Microsoft bought them for $6 yeah, billion. So, I mean, dollars, so you know. if Bethesda can't make the Elder Scrolls Six literally one of the best open world games, if not the best open world game of all time, I mean, I, I'm just going to give up on the genre for a little bit, you know? Like, come back another 15 years when I'm, like, 45 years old or whatever. It's like, you know... <laughs> Because it's not going to... I'm I don't, not quite as... I, I, that's, sorry, I just think I think we're at a point to where they know what people want, and if they don't do it, if it's just, hey, it's Skyrim, but just on a 
we upgraded the engine, mm-hmm. uh, and it's in another world. It's like, uh, okay, like you know, it, it needs to be more than just yeah. Look how good it looks. Yeah, you know, it's so interesting to think about. So, like the progression, you have Oblivion. We fall in love with it. Skyrim's coming out. I mean, I remember being hyped for Skyrim. I mean, the trailers. Oh, yeah. Oh my goodness, you know, the Dova King, the Dragonborn, and the music kicks in, and you're like, oh my gosh. Like, I remember being thrilled for Skyrim. Oh, yeah. And you play it, and I was like, okay, but I kind of know it. I think a big change for me is, like, when they did Fallout 3. I love Fallout 3. Fallout 3 is very much based in the same engine, but, like, Fallout 3 is awesome. New Vegas. so. Done by uh, Obsidian, so not Bethesda, but still in the same engine. New Vegas, awesome. I mean, people regard New Vegas as the best one. But I think with Skyrim and then with Fallout 4 and, of course, Fallout 76, which I haven't played, to be fair, but the age of especially, like, their engine, so the creation engine that they use to power their games, really starts to become apparent, especially in Fallout 4. Like, you start to, like, be like, okay, like, I love Fallout 4, don't get me wrong. I played it a bunch, but like Fallout 4, when it was revealed, did look dated. Like I remember people, that was kind of a contention. I didn't really care because I was like, cool, Fallout, I love Fallout. But, you know, like you're starting to get to this point where like other games are like just gotten way better. And so if Elder Scrolls 6 comes out and you can tell that it's still on the same creation engine, even if it's updated, it's going to be disappointing because we know and we're so familiar with the creation engine and with this. And so like, yeah, if it's so pretty, that's cool. Great. But like we don't, the prettiness will fade and ultimately the game will be left with how fun is this game? You know, is the combat fun? And I think ultimately what they have to do for combat Jack is they have to make it kind of skill based, right? They have to go a little bit more of the dark cells route and to make it to be like, Hey, when you block, it's not a flat block. Hey, when you're hitting somebody, you can instant kill somebody if you hit them just in the right way. Or this yeah. enemy is super powerful and is going to just murder you. But I, if you're a really, really good fighter and you have the good skills, you could beat them. You know what I, I mean? I think one of the best ways of combat to do that and would be putting in some kind of direction-based combat system. Like games kind of like For mm-hmm. Honor, like how you have the different directions you block or swing in. That Ooh, I think that'd be kind of interesting. That I think is a way to make it more not only more engaging, but also makes you feel like you're actually like, oh, okay, like if I do this and this, like this certain like block direction, like this so swing it, yeah. direction, you can kind of like, you know, start doing moves and those different. You wish you could see me. I'm doing like the the movements. You know, you block up, swing for the leg, that yeah. kind of thing. You know what I mean? Like you could make it more. Hey, I've learned how to do this skill. I I'm you know yeah. Do, I don't know. Like you said, it's all speculation. No, I I totally agree. Yeah, I totally agree because, you know, that's why, like, I think a game like Dark Souls, I can always recommend it because it plays and it's just fun to play. For sure. You know? Um, But, like, Oblivion, it does get to be a hard sell. Like, would I recommend that people go back and play Oblivion? I would say that, hey, if you've played Skyrim and you like Skyrim, I would say go back and give Oblivion a try. But it is hard. Like, nostalgia carries me a long way in that game even the stupid little imps like or even that quest right at the beginning where you go into that town and all the people are invisible i mean and they're like hey this wizard down to this castle here has uh turned us all invisible and he won't change us back 
And you're like, what? What are you talking about? Yeah, yeah. You know, like, that stuff is good, but then you do pass the guard, and he's like, hello, citizen. All right. And then a wolf comes and attacks you. The guard does nothing. Doesn't say anything to you. Bandit, highwayman, two steps away from the guard. Hey, I'll take all your money. You kill the bandit. Guard just slowly walking away in his horse, and you're like, you have to travel by the nine divine, stay on the road. And you're like, dude, people, things just assault me on the road all the time. What are you talking about? The roads are anywhere safe. (laughs) Yeah. You know, so while Oblivion is, I think, a fantastic game, and I'll say it, I think it is a fantastic game, it has not aged well. Just like Skyrim. I think Skyrim's aged a little bit better, but Skyrim's been released multiple times. So, like, (laughs) yeah, maybe, maybe I'm a bit biased, but there's something about Skyrim that doesn't sit right with me the longer it kind of goes on. Like, I can see myself playing Oblivion for a few hours. I really can't see myself sitting down and playing Skyrim for a few hours. I don't know what it is. Maybe it's a stupid long intro scene that unless you have mods, you can't skip. I don't know why you can't just be like, skip. Like, you, if you start a new character, you yeah. have to watch like this 10-minute long scene. And you're just like, great, yeah. fun, you know. It, anyways, I'm ready to close up, end this up, because I got stuff I got to do. Yeah. But overall, I feel like we covered the topic really well. You know, we kind of went into it very much how I thought we would, Jack. Like talking about I how good so it was because that is yes. honestly the most, that's the most important is like, I am so fond of Oblivion, the music, the world, the quest. I mean, there is some stuff in there that's just awesome. But yeah, and then the conversation kind of, you know, went to the reality of playing it, which I think is very real because, you know, we love these games and we want them to be better. You know, I want the Elder Scrolls six to come out and I want it to be one of those games where I'm like, Holy crap, I got to play it now. Am I? Yeah. Like you're, I work. Like, oh, I can't wait to get, I can't wait to get home. I can't wait to get home, you know, and be but, like, Oh, I'm, Oh dude. You know, and you know, and talk about like, Charlie, I went over. Oh, here I did this. And, like, yeah, you know, exactly. And you're like, you can do that. You know what I mean? Yeah. When was the yeah. last time that you ever was like, no way. Like you, you did that. You know what I mean? It's, I mean, I would say Dark Souls is probably the most recent one where yeah, yeah, you're kind of like, oh, hey, what did you do? What, how did you get through this part? How did you find that item? Everyone out there, we went a little bit long today, so we'll skip our recommendations. All I'll throw out there is watch Dune. Great movie. But uh, movie. Jack, do you have any movie. quick, quick recommendations? Um, The Five, song, um, the song you gave a lot and now you want it back and then some by Stephen Walker is really good. Good recommendation. Good recommendation. Yeah, again, the name is You Gave a Lot and Now You Want It Back and Then Some. It's a long name, but it's a good yeah. song. Everyone, thank you so much for listening to the final chapter of the Rack and Turk And collection. don't subscribe to our Patreon. A little bit of reverse psychology there. Don't chapter do Chapter 5, episode 13, all about oblivion. You, I've seen you. Let me see your face. Let me see your face. You are the one for my dreams. Everyone, if you love what we do. (laughs) (laughs) Get off me. Stop touching my face, old man. I like how you can be like, I I don't think the gods have a path through me. And he's like, yeah, they do. And you're like, (laughs) yeah, he's "Hmm, just kind of. hmm. Why am I in prison? Oh, it doesn't matter. I, I could have killed somebody. I mean, I'm in prison for a reason. I don't. Although I don't the guards the throw eh, anybody well, in you. prison for whatever reason, <laughs> you could steal an apple and they're throwing you in prison. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, everyone, if you love what we do here at the Rack and Tear Collection, continue to follow us. 
we're going to be moving into a slightly different format for the episode, so don't be scared. Change, for the most part, is usually good. But, like I said, if you like what we do, check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Spotify, Instagram. Wherever you find your podcast, you probably can find the Rack and Tour Collection. And, hey, if you really love us, if you really love Jack, for example, and you're like, man, Jack made some excellent points, check us out on Patreon. You can find us there. We got some exciting stuff in the works, some exciting things coming out for you. And uh, now is a great time to be a fan of the podcast. So everyone out there, we wish you a fond farewell. And I'm trying to think of something from Oblivion, but all I can think of is the Imperial Guard thing. Halt! <laughs> Pay the court a fine and serve your sentence. Stop! That's a good one. <laughs> Everyone, thank you so much for listening, and we'll talk to you soon. Thank you, guys. Peace out. Goodbye. 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 Bye. Bye.